guys, what's up everyone and welcome to Young Titan World. I hope you guys are having a wonderful day. Today, I want us to talk about only one movie. And I'm pretty sure you've heard of it ever since you were a little child. Because I could say decades ago, it was still a movie that everyone watched. Now, it's on the same track as uh, Fast and Furious, as if we're talking about the number of movies that have come out because of that particular franchise. And it's none other than the infamous, or should I say famous, Mission Impossible. Uh, <laughs> Mission Impossible has been there for so long, and uh, I guess Tom Cruise is still running. He's still running, like literally. He's still on the roll. That man can't be stopped. Even old age, we're talking about a 50-year-old dude. But man, he's got more cardio than even me. And I'm like, I don't know, half his age? Not yet even. <laughs> it's just insane. Uh... Anyways, I'm talking about uh, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 where they have also assimilated the concept of a super evil AI that's trying to take over the world because, you know, why not? AI would be boring if it wasn't trying to take over the world, trying to kill off human beings trying to pose us as the problems you know it's always like that okay i think fast and furious kind of did that wait they didn't really do that they kind of did that i just feel as if at this point every action movie is heading towards the part where ai either becomes a super intricate part of the storyline or is the supervillain that, you know, is trying to destroy the world and blah, blah, blah. Anyways, that is what we're talking about today. Now, Dead Reckoning is probably a continuation. I don't know. As of now, I've lost track of the number of Mission Impossible movies that are out there. I do not know if they stand by themselves or they're linked. But I could say that the characters that we meet in Dead Reckoning have a somewhat uh, relation. You know, it's like they, they're linked together because of the years of trauma they've experienced from every mission. Uh, I mean, in Dead Reckoning, we don't have any of the main characters dying because death is an illusion i mean wait the girl did die but the girl was just a girlfriend from the previous one all i'm trying to say is that she didn't ex she didn't exist in a lot of movies to be considered a main character that is why they probably killed her off but i don't know in a movie that turns faces into other people uh, where they may have, they have super blood, they can breathe on the water, they can survive death after not breathing for a whole minute. Actually, people can do that and more. I think, um, Margot Robbie 
Uh, she actually was able to hold her breath more for more than 15 minutes. But, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about Mission Impossible, all right? The baby of Tom Cruise, something that he's been in for such a long time, and uh, it seems like in Dead Reckoning, there's another person who might be taking that title, and it's none other than Captain America's girlfriend. You know, the one that he went back in time to be with till he became old and he had his iconic line, which was like, no, I don't think I will. Yeah, 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 that lady, because, you know, Oh, wait, I don't really know her name in real life. That's that's why that's the only way I can refer to her. I apologize. Or do I? Um, anyways, so Dead Reckoning was really... Uh, it's what you'd expect from a Mission Impossible. You know, we have the threat of death, the countdowns that are made out loud, We've got ourselves the stakes being so high and all that, but when it really isn't, when there's a gun pointed at their face and it's a near-death moment, but somehow they miraculously get out. You know, the super smart getaways. It's, it's all part of what Mission Impossible has to offer. And over time, we have nothing else but to appreciate the, you know, the beauty. But if you've been watching this for such a long time, it's obvious that these patterns will scream out to you that we're tired of this nonsense, all right? Maybe I'm not, I'm not the best person to say that, but you can obviously tell that you've seen those things before, all right? It's not the first time you thought that, uh, you know, Ethan Hunt was gonna die because he did something incredibly ridiculous, okay? This is not the first time. It's been like, what, seven movies, eight movies? I don't even freaking know. But I can say that it's, with a reason, I guess. A reason that we're all just gonna have to work with. And that's because it makes loads of money on the box office, you know. And there's nothing you can do about it. You know that moment where you get so self-conscious because people are close to you? Yeah, I kind of do that too. It's only that when I do that, it doesn't feel weird. Actually, it does feel weird, and I want it to stop. Uh, anyway. Uh, Dead Reckoning did have a lot more aspects of it that were really cool. I mean, we got to see Mantis. Mantis part, okay, yeah, I'm only mentioning them as if they were the same characters in another movie, but it's not like that. Mantis, the girl who played Mantis, turns into a raging psychopath who's working for the bad guy called Cloud, I don't, I don't know, Gabriel. Oh man, Gabriel used to be the best name I could ever 
think of, you know, because there was an angel called Gabriel. One of my childhood friends is called Gabriel. Anyways, Gabriel's the bad guy, and the raging psychopath Mantis is his, you know, ally. For like 90% of the movie, till, till they get to the part where they find out what the, uh, the key was for and what it would unlock. And he basically wanted to be the only person who knew about it. But, I mean, you've been killing people with the help of her. And all of a sudden, you're going to kill her? I mean, I wouldn't assume it'd be very easy. And it wasn't. I think the part that really hurt me was the fact that she, she was really doing her best, man. Like, she gave her all for this dude. And all he did was try to kill her in the end. Because he wanted to be the only guy to know. But I, that was really stupid. I mean, I... The moment I see that death look in your eyes when you're looking at me, bro, I'm skedaddling, man. I probably keep a Glock behind me when I know that moment's gonna come. Just whip it out and clap, boom, you're dead. You dead. And the annoying part was that he was using a knife. Who uses knives anymore? I mean, come on. Sophisticated technology. We got an AK-47s. We've got, you know, hell-breathing guns, bro. Watch the John Wick. You see what I'm talking about. All I'm saying is that, you know, he decided to go for analog methods of killing people. And it was really, you know, unimpressive. I give you a 2 out of 10. Just for his killing techniques, okay? Not for the entire movie. Now, uh... It, I feel like the entire movie, the weight of it will not be genuinely felt if you haven't been sticking to the Mission Impossible storyline. So here's the thing. If you've watched the previous movies before that, chances are you will feel the stakes or you'll feel attached to it. But you will also have a feeling of nostalgia and that might help you like the movie more or hate the movie more. It's really up to anyone. Personally, I've not been following the Mission Impossible storyline for so long, but even I was able to remember some things that were in the past and that recurred again. You know, the, the bomb gonna go off and someone's gotta find the code and be smart about it because the time was running out and stuff like that. Anyways, I'd give it a 6 out of 10. I don't know about you, but I'd give it a 6 out of 10 and probably for the best too. Anyways, I'll talk to you guys later. This is Young Time World. I hope you guys have a great day.